Yo, Blueface Fan Club, episode one. How y'all doing? Yo. Feeling good, feeling good. R.P. Duffelback, R.P. Duffelback. Man. Who, Duffelback Buru? Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, did Wait, he pass? Who? who? Duffelback, man, I don't know about Duffelback. I don't Are know. You talking about Duffelback Buru? Off the Billy album? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, right, I didn't I like that just, album. I should I don't know what you're trying to set us up. I don't know who you're talking about still, but I'm going to go with it. (laughs) Billy was just like, oh, R.I.P. Duffel Bag. First thing I thought, I was just like, man, Duffel Bag is an interesting nickname. But yeah, man, first episode. Um, Do y'all want to get into intros? Yeah. All right. Um, I'll start it off. I'll tell y'all a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Alex, aka Braceface. I make music, I rap, I produce, I mix, I engineer, uh, everything like that. Um, so mainly I rap though, but I'm more of a musician than anything. Um, you can find me at Braceface, mainly on SoundCloud right now. And then my Instagram is Braceface underscore official. Um, I came up on a lot of rock music and alt music. And I think uh, I'm the most unique when it comes to that. At least I have the most experience when it comes to that. And then in high school, I kind of transitioned over to the hip hop scene. Um, And now I listen to a lot of artists like Smino, Mick Jenkins, um, and then Griselda and stuff like that. Um, So, yeah. Um, uh, I'm Cam. Go by Cam Katana. Um, Cam Katana, Cam Katana, whatever you want to say. Cam Katana on IG, Cash Boy Cam on Twitter. I came up heavily on like R&B, uh, old school rap, Biggie, of course, uh, Tupac, R&B, I want to say Mariah Carey, uh, heavily, and just pretty much all like SWV, all that type of stuff. And now I listen to pretty much everything, uh, psychedelic rock. Um, of course, it's a lot of different rap that you can, I guess, call in different type of genres, but um pretty much everything and yeah i'm trying to grow branch off into other things as well nice nice <clears throat> what's good y'all my name is ray my artist name is ray q uh i'm a singer and songwriter i'm set to drop my first r b single this winter and my first neo gospel project sometime in the summer next year because um, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a I'm a changed man, as Tondo says. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and, uh, I grew up on I grew up on uh, I grew up on Drake. My my sister, you know, she went to the Cap School of Arts. She played a lot of R and B, I'm sure, but Drake was like the coolest. I thought Drake and Kanye just come some of the Kanye hits, and uh, then I went to the Spinnerilla era, you know, with uh, G Herbo. Well, he was known as Little Herb back then. Uh, so future, you know, um, high school it was just uh, Uzi. Uh, late middle school, not to go back, but late middle school was probably like J Cole. And as of recently, um, I kind of fell in love with R and B over the past year, as as I found myself writing a song that I would normally rap, and I couldn't exactly. Uh, Make it sound as smooth as I wanted to, so I decided to sing it. I have, mm. I have, I have chorus. Uh, I used to be in chorus in middle school, and uh, you know I'm decent. But as of recently, you know my favorite artists are probably. 
I'm not gonna say. I just listen to R and B. So yeah, that's it, man. All right, Tonda. So my name is Harrison. Unlike these guys, I'm not as talented. So I don't Dang. really make any music nah. of any kind. Uh, I mainly started kind of getting into music around like probably freshman year of high school. I was I was very very late. So uh, I kind of started with Kendrick and uh, and Tyler the Creator. Probably the first artists I ever listened to, like Good Kid, Mad City. And Wolf are my first albums I ever listened to. So from there, I've just kind of jumped in. And I listen to, like, a lot of hip-hop and R&B uh, from every end of the spectrum. So from Kendrick Lamar to Playboy Cardi, like, that's my vibe. Like, I mess with everything. And I also mess with uh, R&B. Kind of got a little into that, too. Um, but, yeah, I've dabbled in <laughs> production a little bit. And, you know, even tried to rap a little bit. But overall, like, I mainly just listen to music. I like to think though that I have pretty pretty impeccable music taste though. Man, mm. I would say I would agree. That's a bold statement. <laughs> I would agree with that. Thank you. I highly agree with that. Appreciate the cosign. But yeah, you can follow me on IG at Tondo Dolo and Twitter uh, Tondo Rondo. So yeah. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna drop those uh at, those ads right, Alex. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll drop them somewhere. Um, but. Um, yeah, so the first topic we have up for today, and I think something we all listened to, um, was the new Benny the Butcher album. If I'm not mistaken, did everybody here listen to that? Yes, we did. Cool. Um, so does anybody want to give their thoughts on it first, or should I be the one that talks about it first since Tondo said I should probably talk about it first? I want to be the first person to speak on it just because I feel like my opinion is probably the least to matter on this one because um like this is on this is the first project that i've ever listened to on so i can't okay. i don't feel like i have like the best opinion on it since i haven't i can't relate it to like his other projects if that you know right. makes sense so i'm in the same boat i'm in the same boat yeah so i i really liked it but um but of course with the hit boy production it was fire and um mm. verses were fire to me uh features were called and, and they fit which i, I do like I, it's is one thing to have a a big name feature and it, it may be sound cool or just having the feature to bring attention to the album but for it to also like fit the song and maybe whatever is being talked about or the beat fits the the feature artist as well that's another thing as well so i, I enjoyed that too but i like the project Cool. Um, would you would you rate it? Uh, you know, would you rate it? Would you recommend it? Stuff like that. I would definitely. I'd recommend it, but you have to be kind of careful with recommending um, yeah. certain projects, especially when it's like heavy in one lane. So, right. Of course, I'd only. I'd um. I'd recommend it, but to probably to people that listen to this style of rap or music, you know. Okay. Rating? I'm not for sure. That's a good question. You might have, I, I want to, I kind of, before rating it, I want to give it another listen, play through before giving like a final rating. Because the first listen is one thing and the second listen is a whole nother. For sure. Um, would you, would you say you would, would you say you're now a Benny fan? Would you listen to more stuff by him? Like if he dropped yeah. a new project, would you listen to it? Would you keep on the lookout for him? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, 
Well, all right. Uh, Ray, do you want to go Tondo? There you go. Yeah, I, I, prefer to, I prefer to go last. All right. Okay. I can go. Um, so I, I definitely like the album. As far as Benny, I'm probably a little bit more familiar. Uh, I listened to a few Risotto projects. I can't even tell you which ones because there's so many, but I've definitely heard a lot of verses by him. And I always liked what I heard. I'm not like the biggest Benny fan, but like I definitely, you know, like what I've heard so far for the most part. Uh, so this album, I was really hyped for because I definitely like what Hip Boy has done recently. And I'd say that he didn't disappoint. Um, but at the same time, like I haven't, I don't know, like I'm not there yet. Like there's some people talking about album of the year, all that. Like I'm definitely not there yet. I probably need like maybe another listener to, but. It's definitely a very, very, very solid listen, and I could see it growing on me and me liking it even more as time goes on, especially with that production, because like I'm very big on production. Yeah, I think um, I, I think I think I would agree with you on something it, it can grow on me for. Um, I'm not the biggest uh, Hit Boy fan, um, but I think I think with Benny, I, I might be the biggest Benny fan here. Um, because I listen to a lot, a lot of Griselda. I think I am the biggest Benny fan here. But I've listened to everything from uh, a friend of ours on. So that was before uh, Tana Talk 3. Um, and then I kind of fell in love with the plugs I met. Um, so I got used to all those old school, like dirty, grimy, like Derringer beats and stuff like that. Um, and Alchemist beats, uh, who I think is uh, probably having the greatest run this year, Alchemist. But uh, when it comes to Benny, I, I think Benny can't go wrong on a track uh, as far as his lyricism and, and how he carries himself and portrays himself and the music that he makes, you can't really go wrong. Um, comparing this album to his previous albums, I think the production on his previous album suits him a lot more, especially on Tana Talk 3. Um, the plug that I met was not necessarily more experimental, but a lot more professional and kind of unique. And I think it had its own sound. Um Again, I'm not a major fan of Hit Boy, and I, I don't think Benny fit too well um, on the Hit Boy production. But I don't hate it by any means. I listened to it, I think, three times, um, three and a half times, I guess. I listened to it three times on headphones, um, and I, you know, I was kind of struggling to get through it, which is it's crazy for me to say about a Benny project. But um, I listened to it on the car and uh, the production came through a lot better, but that might be biased because it was loud. Um, but this is probably my least favorite album from him just because I'm not a fan of the Hit Boy production. But in terms of writing it and the features, I think this album is definitely something that might go down as a classic for him. Um, and I think... Um, he really did well on this album, even if I'm not the biggest fan of it. I just want to say before um, Ray goes, is, uh, I feel like that speaks a lot for a, like a pretty much day one fan to be able to separate their opinion on the artist and project and um, like how, like at least still saying like, okay, this, this project still could be huge, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Kind of objectivity versus subjectivity. Mm -hmm. um, subjectively, I don't like it, but objectively, I think this is probably his best project. Okay. Yeah. So that'd be my take on it. Um, it, it, it was kind of, um, sorry to cut you off, and I know Ray, you're up, but um, 
it, it was kind of as I was listening to it, um, it I, I just hope it grows on me because I found myself kind of struggling to get through it as I got to the back half of an album, which I never thought I would say about um, a Benny album, considering I know probably every word off the plugs I met and uh, every word on half the songs on Tana Talk 3. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping this grows on me. But this is a very, very good album, just not for me. Okay, cool. <clears throat> well, I, I've i never listened to a Griselda project. Well, I take that back. My first Griselda project, well, the first time I ever heard Griselda, I feel like was late 2019 or early this year. Um, and man, I just checked out a couple of freestyles. And uh, I just really wasn't engaged, you know, at all. Um, but I knew they could spit, you know. Uh, I really love how Con- Con- Conway, you know, how he spits and everything he's been through with the whole mouth issue. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think, I think, and I think Conway's my favorite, but I, I, I have to go back and listen to some of his projects. I think, man, I have to give it a second listen for sure, because, you know, like, I feel like a second listen can sometimes, you know, make a 3-1 comeback, you know, like a... Right. Know, like, sure. yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, like um, but I, I think the lower half, I think towards, like, that uh, Over the Limits uh, song with Dom Kennedy, I think that was kind of the... That was kind of, you know, the beginning of the end. Uh, Queen, you know, Queen Najee, uh, Queen Najee, or whatever you say. Actually, I like the uh, West Side Gun feature. I like what West. I like. I like what. Uh, I like what Con- Conway did on that. I hate to be such a Conway uh, writer right now, but um, He's man, good. I don't know what to. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't. I don't know what to say, man. Like honestly, I'm just have to say yeah, because right, you know. I had a question I had to ask y'all, but uh, man, I definitely should have wrote it down. And I hate to do that for the first podcast, but you know, we got more until so you know, anything else y'all want to say uh, about the album? Um, I definitely liked it. There, I definitely have to listen again to even get some standouts because I think I did like a listen and a half, not because I couldn't get through the second time. I was just busy. Uh, but like, I definitely enjoyed. Some standouts for me are probably One Way Flight with Freddie Gibbs because I'm a huge mm. Freddie Gibbs fan. He's probably one of my yeah. top five favorites right now, for real. And then uh, I think I liked Famous as well, from what I remember. The beat on Famous really hit for me. But I'm going to have to go back again to listen to uh, like the rest of it to kind of see. But I, I can honestly, I'm almost going to chalk it down to like being like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it again, like the mm. more I listen to it. Um, yeah, Freddie Gibbs definitely slid on that. You know, did he do the hook? He did the hook. Any other? Yeah, he did the hook. And the, I was actually, yeah. I was very scared. He was not gonna get a verse. I was like, bro, they cannot do <laughs> a song and not let this nigga get a verse. Yeah, it'd like, be terrible. <laughs> he came in the last few seconds and just killed that. I was yeah. That's like that's like having LeBron on your team and, and be like, all right, bro, you, you got to be six man for this game. Like, you know what I mean? Bro, that's, that's one of my biggest pet peeves with rappers when they do that. When they have a big rapper that like you know is gonna kill that, especially on a hard beat. And they either just give him the hook or, like, just give him, like, a short-ass verse. Like, that should be Man. And Like, you just threw that opportunity in the trash. Like, yeah, <laughs> facts. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think, I think I, I'm with you on that, Tondo. I think One, one Way Flight is real good. I have two songs saved from it, um, and those are Trade It All um, and Legend. Um, but I did 
really like, I think, thank God I made it is going to grow on me. Um, and I think that song was a beautiful song. The only way, the only song I really, really all jokes aside, I really could not get with was timeless. Um, I was on Twitter, scouring Twitter, seeing what people were saying about it. And man, it was just absurd to me how many people were like, like that beat. Um, I'm with you on that. I, that, that I, I just couldn't get behind it. That song's I feel probably like that, that can be biased though. Say that again, Cam. I feel like that can be biased just with the the feature, the name features on it, you know. I think, like, no, no, I think that, that beat was just garbage. People were also mainly focused on the Wayne verse and anything else. I mean, even yeah. I also think that Benny had a really weak showing on there, which I think was mm. on purpose. Like Big Sean even kind of surpassed him on that song. Mm. I, I don't even that. remember Big Sean's verse. I don't even well, remember. I, I, don't, I know Benny's verse was very, 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 like, very slight. Very slight. I don't remember Benny's slight. verse, but I do remember Big Sean in a little bit of Wayne. I remember Wayne. I, I was on uh, Twitter and people were saying, this this really is like old Wayne. And I, I can agree on that. Um, mm-hmm. That that Wayne that showed out for that song was insane. That, that beat is just, um, and I think they said it, it was for... Uh, watch it was originally for Watch the Throne and it never got used. So Hitboy sat on it for eleven years and then gave it to um, uh, Benny. But well, well, that beat is, that beat really is in, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's easy to on that. Yeah, that beat was definitely not timeless. But yeah, I think that's all our thoughts on that. Do y'all have anything else we should say, or do you want to get into the Twitter takes? I love you think, think we should um, listen to a song, uh, kind of recommend a song uh, for the viewer, just in case they may have never listened to the album. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, maybe, think, I think maybe, we should recommend a song. Yeah, I think we should also listen to one, too, and then uh, you could always you know, cut it out. Yeah. Uh, should we do something off that album or Benny's best stuff? Um, it's gonna be all you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Th- this is probably up to me. So I kind of um, want to hear "One Way Flight." To be honest, I kind of want to hear it again. Okay. Yeah, I-, I would recommend that song. That song was really good. Um, do you want me to play it on the bot? Yeah, bring rhythm in yeah. here, man. All right, cool. Um, but do we, Alex? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if I can see how much time we have left on the pod, but are we good to talk about another album? Or no? Or did y'all not have anything else y'all want to talk about? Um, I mean, I got some sleepers, but I'm going to keep those for later in the podcast. Yeah, and I have, I have two sleeper albums, which is probably just going to be me elaborating on it because I think I'm the only one that um, listens to them, but that's why they're sleepers. There is a Twitter take I want to get to though that like goes hand in hand with this Benny conversation. Oh, where, where? Okay, yeah, we can okay. get into it yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Do y'all want to get into that right now? Um, I, I think I think we can just say uh, if you do want a song to listen to off this project, you should listen to One Way Flight um, with Benny and Freddie okay. Gibbs. Um, That's fine. So yeah, I think we can leave it on that. But Tonda, you got the you got the Twitter take if you want to read it off. Yes, I do. So. There was a tweet that somebody sent the other, like just the other day, and they said Griselda's run really needs to be put in its proper historical perspective, because a lot of the crews that we're comparing them to, they've already eclipsed. They just don't have the push of the old rap media machine since rap mags, TV shows, and organic radio is almost extinct. So, um, I have my take on this, but what do y'all think? <laughs> um, I kind of yeah. want to hear your take. 
Yeah. All right. So as far as Griselda goes, like as far as the other artists, like I really I like all of them. Like there's none of them I don't like. The only one I haven't checked out yet is Armani Caesar. But as far as everyone who's dropped, like I probably listen to West Side the most because I feel like he has the most like casually enjoyable songs for me. Um I mean I don't have any like this album's in full, but I definitely have a few songs off of each of his projects um that I've definitely checked out. And I haven't gotten to the point with Griselda where like I think they're like there or even close to there. Cause the way I see Griselda is like just like there's they have like they have a niche. Like just like somebody like Playboy Cardi or like Lil Uzi or Future or Lil Baby, like they have their own niche. Just like they have their own niche, I feel like somebody like like Griselda, they they have their style, like for old heads, for people who are who miss that sound, who want to restore the feeling. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I don't feel like they branch out enough to where they can even get to that. Um, but I think the Benny albums is start, but I just think they honestly make a lot of the same album over and over again. Not that that's an issue, um, but yeah. I mean I think they they flood the streets, and I don't think their albums are anything like crazy though, like personally but they definitely make a lot of good songs and you know i think if they make some classics then that conversation can be had but they're no there now i um i i think i agree with you um i do agree with you it is way too early for all their careers uh which is crazy to say because benny's been doing this for you know 15 years or whatever um and i think the earliest project you can find on spotify from his is 12 years old uh, if that says how long he's been doing it. And they're just really now becoming mainstream. But um, I saw an interview with him and he, he said he's getting better at every project he does, which um, I agree. And I do think he's getting better every project he does. Um, they are too new to put them over the, uh, put them in like the all time list. But when it comes to um, their, what they do, especially Benny, I think, I think uh, Benny and Conway are, are the two most, I don't want to say talented, but uh, West Side Gun kind of relies on his versatility. Um, Benny and Conway rely both on that old lyricism that uh, a lot of people like from the 90s and stuff look to. Um, I think when it comes to modern day lyricism, uh, Benny and Conway have are two of the best lyricists in the game. I'm not going to say top two, but definitely some of the best in the game. And I think the thing that separates them from uh, having one project and being well known and and going up in the ranks is that consistency um Mm -hmm. and i think if he my take on it is if benny keeps uh and i keep bringing up benny because i'm the most well-versed on him if benny drops another project like this and he puts this level of uh, detail into it and this level of production into it um and he drops more projects like this i think he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats um, because as I listen to, uh, Benny schemes and his lyricisms and the stuff he does, um, you know, comparing it to, uh, back in the nineties and stuff like that, I feel like, it, it, you know, he's a lot more talented than some of those guys. You know, I'm not going to say the greats or anything like that, but, um, from some of the stuff I've heard in the nineties, Benny's up there definitely competing with them. Um, so I think it's just a matter of consistency. Um, and, uh, for Conway, it's the same, but Conway's kind of behind because he just put out his first album and um i think we can go over it in a different podcast but um i don't think it's necessarily there yet even though it was a good album Mm -hmm. um i feel like it's so hard to 
to like specifically with this type of topic because it's hard to to scale a style like that that's i don't want to say outdated but at the same time kind of is outdated you know like there's of course a whole like genre of like that type of rap and that like that style you know and it's kind of hard to give them the correct props and um and uh should i say this like give them the right recognition and in this time period with with the type of music that's getting awards and praise right now you know what right. do you think do you think he would be uh, recognized or like him and the whole group would be recognized as huge stars and people um, if they were doing what they're doing back in the day? Um, I think that's a good question. I think um, I don't think they would have had nearly as much recognition as they have now. I think uh, in the Twitter take, they did have a good point. Um, Well, actually, no, uh, they don't. I disagree with the last point on the Twitter take. It says they just don't have the push of the old rap media machine since rap mags, TV shows, and organic radio is almost extinct. But at the same time, you never would have heard of these three guys from Buffalo. You you only would have heard of the guys from the boroughs, you know. Exactly. Um, so I think I don't yeah. think they would have caught on just because of uh, an unfortunate location that they're in, if that makes sense. But I, I definitely think they would hang up there in talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that because I think that's what sets them aside or sets them apart from a lot of people is that, you know, obviously there's not a lot of people making that type of music. And definitely – I would I would have never seen them be even, even being as big as they are like a couple of years ago. Right. Right. Especially with like the sound of Atlanta and like, you know, the more mainstream popular club sounds you hear now. Yeah. I definitely would have seen them getting this big. So I think it's I think they're really important for the culture as far as like having like more I'd say main close to mainstream subgenres or close to like subgenres that are recognized by a lot of people like they feed a, a they feed a really good audience that needs to be kind of recognized. I feel because mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of it's, it's it's so tough because Alex said um, he could see them in a couple projects, um, see him reaching like the list of like top artists, and um, it's like it's kind of tough because that that whole idea has changed of like what legendary artists are or who no, legends are because said, i think he said lyricists though yeah well yeah lyricists and like even that's changed you know because like rappers aren't talking about the same things i mean of course they're like you said like there's of course in that lane there's of course a style of lyricism and stuff like that but so many kids and stuff are like changing that as we go on, you know? So right. what is it going to be like when he does come out with these, I guess what we could call legendary or classic albums, what is it going to be then? You know, it could change and be completely different and then it could still be a great album, but it's not going to be recognized as it should, if that makes sense. Well, well, I, I want to go in off that. I want to get into this and I think this may be a deeper discussion we need a deeper topic that we need to talk about a different time but mm-hmm. does by saying that you almost say numbers equal how good something is 
you know what I mean? Like, oh, this mm-hmm. album didn't mm-hmm. have that many sales. It can't be that. It can't be very good because we can get. I promise you, there's a bunch of people like me and a bunch of other old heads that are really, um, you know, in love with this this album because they love what he did. And I, I've been seeing it on Twitter, like I said. Um, so even if in the future, when when nobody is kind of in tune with this, um, I think it, you can't disregard something based off if it didn't do numbers. If it's still a really good album. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, I I hate that. I hate that argument that like just because you know you didn't do nothing that. It's not a good album because I think that's yeah, false. For sure. Exactly. The numbers are so skewed now with streaming and like bundles and you know, all that stuff that makes just it's just it's just it's just crazy. It's a very different world we're living in. It's crazy how much music's changed throughout the course of our lives. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's messed up the artistry of it. Yeah. NBA, he you know, NBA is killing the charts, but I don't I don't see nobody talking about Blueface. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, <laughs> I, I, think, I think we have to really give, you know, Blueface his flowers. I, I don't know. but while he's, yeah, here. while he's here, you know. And I, I do just want to say this. Since it is episode one, uh, there's a running joke that, that Blueface is the best rapper out. And uh, honestly, if you ask me, it's not a joke, like Tondo said. At all. So you got to give him his flowers while he can smell them. But... For sure. Um, that was good. Do y'all want to move on to the next Twitter take? Meek versus Future. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Right, bet. Um, so I guess I'll read it off. Yeah, what was that, right? No, okay. I, I, want, I kind of want to give my take on that. Uh, but you can okay. read off my bet. Wait, wait. Do you want to give your take on the other thing? I don't want to rush you. No, I didn't have anything to say about it. I was, I was just listening for the most part. All right. Um, so the next Twitter take we have is somebody posted on Twitter. It says, if Meek and Future did a versus, Future would get swept. It wouldn't be close. And he's saying hit for hit. Um, I don't think he's talking about lyricism, but I think he's talking about hit for hit. And, I was hit for hit because uh, those versus battles people used to do. Yeah. Um, so another, I'll, I'll let you thing, guys elaborate on that. Another thing with the verses is they, they for some reason, like, you can also be featured in a hit. You know, you can play, like, once you get towards the later rounds, you can play, you know, a song that you featured on. Rico. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. I saw I saw 2 chains doing that, you know, when he was getting apparently swept, which a lot of people thought he was. And, uh, but as far as Meek and Future goes, man, it, it, it definitely would be tough. Um, it definitely would be tough. I think Future has the better albums. Like collect like the better like the better like uh, collective work with uh. the uh, with the with the and I'm talking about two particular albums. I'm not talking about like his whole this discography, but I'm talking about the future album and the Hendrix album. I think those two albums, especially the future album, is better than. It, it, I mean, it's close, but I think it's better than anything else. Anything Meeks got. You said the future and the which out al- which other album? Hendrix. The Hendrix album. Wow. I, I thought. I thought those albums were back like, in seventeen. I thought those albums were <clears throat> could could low key best what Meek has. Um, I didn't know you were. Uh, I didn't know you like self titled like that. Oh yeah, the self titled, especially future. Man, I don't. That. I don't like self titled either. <laughs> that was very. I, I felt like that was like. I felt like that was like some real music, man. Like no cap. I, yeah. I, I think those would have to be things I have to go back and re-listen to, but I, I don't um I like 
looking at the track list, I don't really yeah, have anything. I feel like Future definitely came out like his his box, you know, with with some of those. Like, okay. Uh, but on Hendrix, I, see that argument. I feel like he would like Hendrix a little bit more. Uh, okay. I think he, I think he more more back to the, like to to the the trap rap uh, on Hendrix. Right. But I feel like on Future he had he had songs like Thank You and Hallucinating and You're getting uh, them confused, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're confusing them. Oh, I'm getting more confused. <laughs> yeah, Hendrix, was, uh... Hendrix is the R&B album. Future yeah. Hendrix is the R&B album. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Hendrix is solid. I like. I liked Hendrix. Yeah, Hendrix was just the better one for me. I don't hey, like now long off of it, but there's some good songs for sure. Yeah, um, I, th- I thought it was pretty fire, man. Yeah, I do want to ask like... in in Future's catalog since we're doing a hit v hit. Are you guys taking um, are you are you taking his joint with um, Juice World that he did, and are you also taking What a Time to Be Alive? I mean, personally, I would. I don't I even would. know. It's, it's so hard to like stack up those when you add on yeah. future stuff. I, I could give him. I, I, I would give add those in. I give him with Time to Be Alive because I think that's yeah. damn near a future project. I, I I do as well. I do. Um, if you really listen to it, I I don't think like Drake did his thing on that for sure, but I think a lot of those tracks wouldn't be what they are without future um for sure. well, especially I mean, like scholarships well and i mean stuff we're like not that. we're not counting the whole album we're just counting one hit so i feel okay. like the only hit the only hit from that is jump man <laughs> so, only hit? are you serious There's yeah no you're you're kind of i think i think dang near every song off that was a hit like yeah, at least to me oh big rings yeah, big rings oh yeah big rings is nice though but i'm talking i'm talking more so like to the general audience like uh no, because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in the verses that's like, oh, well, like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? Like, right. so I mean, the the way I look at the way I look at verses though, and I feel like most, like you you can determine what a hit is, like as long as it's not like some like album cut that nobody's ever heard. Like if it's a mm-hmm. song, that, like everybody was like vibing to at one point, you can call it a hit. It's it don't a have hit. to be like a Billboard, you know, top ten like pop. No, I agree, <laughs> but in that in the. Uh... And the Monica versus, uh, oh my God, who did she go against? Monica versus Brandy. A lot of people were like looking at some of Brandy's songs and were just like, oh, like, like what is this? Blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, you know, those are hits. You know, if you listen mm-hmm. to R&B, you should know, you know, those are hits. Yeah. Right. I feel like as far as hits on that project, there's at least two to three, maybe. But, if, but as but far if as you, like, but if on what a yeah. time? On what a time? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But switching. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. But I say like switching over to Meek. I don't know how much y'all listen to Meek, but personally, I, I think Meek is the better artist. That's just me. Um, I, mean, I listen to Meek more, like Meek's albums more. Uh, I don't really like a lot of Future's albums because I feel like a lot of them run together. But I think Future probably has more memorable songs. I just don't think that his album, like he has so many albums, and a lot of them are just mid to me hendrix hendrix was definitely the one that stood out but everything else wow. i'm not really huge on i do love yeah. his features though especially recently he's been going crazy uh but i feel like overall like i don't know i just can't really give it to him over me but as far as like a versus i think it would be very very close i think future might might edge him out honestly because i think I like, meek, meek has probably meek i mean i disagree with you i think meek has probably better albums but uh, or maybe it's a better discography, which I'm not sure if you meant that, but I feel like Meek's hits aren't like don't really reach features hits. Yeah, mm. I, I, I that I could be biased though because we're in Atlanta. I 
I agree right. with everything. I agree with everything you said. Uh, uh, but I'm not saying his. Uh, I didn't say Meek's discography as a whole was worse than Future's. I was just saying like Future's that one Hendrix album is better than anything I feel like Meek has put out. But I, I, don't I agree. That <laughs> I, <clears throat> that's totally fine, dude. But I, I do feel like Meek is a better artist. I agree with that. I know. But what do you guys think? I feel like uh, Future can implement uh, the the uh, feature that he has with uh, Rihanna, uh, that song he has with Rihanna. I don't know if you guys remember that song. Let me see what it was called. I don't. Wait, you mean the one he has on uh, Hendrix? No, uh, he has a song with Rihanna. And and like I was saying, like in the verses, you could uh, play songs that you're that you feature on, so that were also hits. And so like like love song, like you guys remember love song? No, I don't. No, I do not. Wow! Oh my but God. I I do have to say when I when I think it comes to like verses, I think as long as the song is under your name, you should be able to count that. I don't know what you guys feel on that, but if it's Rihanna's song featuring Future, I don't know if that would count. I don't think that would count. But if no. it's Future song featuring Rihanna and she well, just had a verse on it, oh, I feel like no. you, you you contribute it to a hit. You know what I mean? So like you can say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there, there are some songs that blow up and and nobody cares about like you know, the feature or anything like that. So you might have to take it case by case too. Yeah, I think it depends. It depends cause, there's the some songs, Cause there's some songs where like, you know, you make an impression and there's some songs where it's just like, yeah, he was just featured on that. Like <laughs> he wasn't really a big part of it. So there is some features that are huge like that. Okay. You pretty much took over the song as a feature. Yeah. He yeah, has man. a lot of those to be honest. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. He yeah, does. Future does have a lot of those, yeah. I low key. Uh-huh. I'm not the I I, I rock, like I I fuck with me, but um I don't listen to him regularly, so it could be biased. And also with the fact that uh the Atlanta I guess trap rap scene, just Atlanta rap being so big right now, I guess that could be biased. But I guess taking that out of the whole situation, I low key. I feel like Future would probably um, win this battle just because I feel like Hits is like his game, almost mm. like. And like he he just, goes for hits rather than normal music. Yeah, like and I think me. Yeah, I think that's a good al- point. Yeah, it's almost at a subcon. Like he's not even thinking about it at this point, but it just, it's it just it's a part of his process. Just and and it just his face at this point. It's it's just like. They think of him as like on social media, like he's just got such a presence. Like to at this point, it's just it's mm. crazy, you know. Like he's really pretty much at the Drake level at this point. Damn near, shit. Pretty I never much. thought would get this far either. Yeah, like he's gotten to a whole nother level in these past couple of years. So, have y'all yeah, seen? I, sorry, go on. Go on um, I was gonna say it, it's crazy because he got so much success off these these last few years and these last few albums but these last few years and these last few albums are my least favorite albums from him yeah and so like true. yeah which is is very very weird to me because i liked everything before evil uh, which dropped in 2016 so everything future hendrix and afterwards i did not mm-hmm. like um i liked evil a lot i like purple rain what a time to be alive self-explanatory i mean that that's a classic to me um uh, ds2 um a classic to me as well. Um, and then Beast Mode yeah, is real slept sure. on. 
So I think, and again, it could be biased because we live in Atlanta um, and especially biased in my case, because I don't like Meek Mill's music. Um, But I think uh, I used to listen to a lot of um, future and what a time to be alive had a bunch of hits on it. DS2 had a bunch of hits on it. Um, So I think, um, I think future takes it. Did y'all, did y'all hear his new snippet? (laughs) Gucci Buckethead? Oh yeah, I did. Gucci bucket hat. Gucci bucket hat. Yeah, I heard that. Oh my god. I'm <laughs> no. Well, I'm, I'm trash actually... to me, but it might be a hit. <laughs> the way the way future be going, man. Man, I'd listen to it. I I'm need actually... another Fifty Six Nights or or Monster from him. That's what I need. You said you need another one. Yeah, I need yeah. a mixtape or project like that. Like oh that yeah, was... old old future mixtape. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I don't know yeah, if I want a project from him, but I'll take another throwaway. And when I say throwaway, I mean song, not not. A yeah, <laughs> throwaway was yeah. like yeah. Yeah, cause that that I tell you that that song got me through some times, man. That that tape, that that tape right there, that that almost changed my perspective for a little point point in time. Which tape? That that mixtape, like that project, I will never forget. Monster? Like that time, of my, yeah, Monster. I will never forget that when I first heard that project, I was like, "What?" Like that that album did a real good job of um, catching emotions too. It did. Like that's probably Future's most emotional project uh, that I've heard. Again, I haven't. I I gotta re-listen to Future and Hendrix because if one of them's an R and B, maybe that can catch uh, like attention. Yeah, but yeah. I, I remember Monster being like an emotional listen i'll say that um so especially ending with coding crazy oh my yeah, god that's self-explanatory crazy. that yeah. one song may may put future over uh meek yeah. in itself. oh yeah coding i don't, I don't think meek, has, meek doesn't have a coding crazy yeah. march, march madness, madness yeah. man yeah. okay no 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 yeah that one is that's is a rico? huge yeah. but yeah, is that drake's man. You know, because if we're if we're if we're talking Rico, I said, is that Drake's? Because you guys were talking about um. That's what me It's literally him. Okay, okay. My fault. My fault. My fault. I'll take it back. I do really like that song though. That's one of the few Meek songs I really really like. And that's what I was trying to get to. Like you said, you don't like Meek, and I'm I'm asking. You know, I feel like the viewers would, you know, make the same. Like you know, like what's up with that? Yeah. Um. I just don't like his voice. I don't like his flow. I don't like. There, there's nothing about it that really appeals to me. I'm not a big fan of the production. Um, I'm not going to say it's generic or anything like that because uh, it's not. Uh, but I, I don't. I don't know why. I, I just. Um, I. I think it's a combination of his voice and his flow and his energy and stuff like that. If that makes sense. Um, but I, I was never. I don't have anything against him. If he makes good music, I'll listen to it. Um, but I, I just. There's not too many songs from him that really captured my eye. Um, so that's why I'm not big on him. What year, Alex? I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, what year did uh, Monster drop? It says 2014. Was that, so. yeah, 14, 14 or 15? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was um 14 because it was like, yeah. I remember after Honest and before Beast Mode. Yeah, yeah. So 14. Because it was around a good time. Like he was dropping some good projects around that time. I think the only one I haven't listened to is Astronaut Status. Um, 
But even that mm. had a few singles awesome. I had saved on it. I forget which ones. Um, yeah, that might that was. I mean, that was the one that was popping when I was in middle school. But right, I, I after that I hadn't really touched like uh, a future album except for Dirty Spark Two and Hendrix. Like that was it. Like, I was just kind of on and off as far as like when I wanted to really key in on the artist and when I just was just chilling. You know, that, right. That's fair because I feel like DS2 really, as far as like albums, put him really on. Oh yeah, that, sure. that's a top so, five favorite album for me. Yeah, like DS2, like that's another album where I can probably name damn near every word on the album. Yeah, um, and I, I had that album on repeat for well, not on repeat, but um, I, I've listened to that <laughs> album like in its entirety a bunch, and I, I don't know, I, it might be a no skip to me. Um, okay, I think it is a no skip to me, which in itself makes it a real good album. I I can't think of anything on there I didn't like. Well, Um, speaking speaking of that album, guys, there's another Twitter take that kind of goes hand in hand with that. Um, you can only keep three albums from 2015. I know, I know, when y'all's gonna say DS2, probably Alex. Yeah, (laughs) I just so like I gotta think about like what all came out that year. Well, do you see that? Do you see the Twitter take on there? You want me to read some of them? Yeah. You can also you can also pull it up, Cam, in the uh, Twitter take section if if you don't have it pulled up already. Okay, cool. cool. I'm just gonna read. I'm not gonna read all of them because I feel like some of these, like I know y'all aren't gonna say, but just the yeah. main ones that I know are like big, and y'all can also like mention if y'all remember anything else in 2015. But there was To Kill a Butterfly, Before the Money, no, to, to Pimp a oh, Butterfly, <laughs> To Kill To Pimp a Butterfly. I don't know how yeah. I said that. As to the Kill kid. a Mockingbird. <laughs> As the resident Kendrick stand, I'm, I'm actually disappointed in myself. <laughs> to Pimp a Butterfly, Before the Money by Joey Badass, DS2, obviously. If you're Barter reading. Barter 6? Huh? Barter 6? Yeah, Barter 6. If you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, Rodeo. The ASAP Rocky joint Mac- and the Big Sean yeah. joint. Yeah, good, good Morning by Mac Miller. And I don't Staples know if I joint. this, but I liked uh I liked Tetsuyo and Youth by Lupe Fiasco. And mm-hmm. the Meek album I think was good that year too. But yeah, those that's pretty much the gist of now year. what what is that in the bottom left? Does anybody know what that is? Is that a push album? Push yeah, yeah, push yeah. yeah. All right. That, that's yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> what's the one what's the one that's second the top bro, uh, second to the left? Second uh, to the Staples. Yeah, the first one? No, that that's Vince Staples. The top row is Big Sean, ASAP Rocky, Vince Staples, and To Pimp a Butterfly. Say that's that again. one. Oh, Big Sean, Push, I mean uh, ASAP, and mm-hmm. Vince Staples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the one that like had uh, North North, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was yeah. a solid album. Called. It was a lot of songs, but a solid album to me. I was gonna ask y'all about that one. Before How do you feel about Vince Staples in general? He is a cool dude. I feel like, I don't know. Like it's that's an interesting one. I'm definitely looking from the outside in, but uh, I feel like he may have fell off. But I I got into him through Earl. Same. I think I did too. Yeah. Through Odd Future in general as a collective, I kind of yeah. Got. I don't like it's 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 I don't know. I feel you know you know what it is. I think it's his projects really, because he he makes good like songs and stuff. But I don't like I haven't found a project by him. I'm like okay. This project is like okay, I'm locked in. Like this is fire. Yeah, I agree. He has good. He makes good projects, but not like 
super memorable ones that stick with you. Yeah, I, like I feel like an artist ha- you have to have a pretty much classic project for you to reach like a certain like a high level. You have to. Um so which albums are y'all are y'all going with? Well, I have I'll take this off the bat just cuz I I named um one of them already, I guess. I had I had a list of four. I'm gonna pull it up and read off the four that I have, and I gotta I gotta kick one out. This is gonna be tough. Um, oh my god, never mind. Okay, so Rodeo's <laughs> on there. Uh, sure. That's probably my favorite album of all time. Um, wow. If I'm being honest, I, I just I, I love that album so much. Um, DS2, which I said is in my top five albums as well. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly and Barter Six. Um, I think those are the four that really, really stick out to me. If I had to, I would kick out Barter 6 um, just because there were a few songs on there that I had to skip through. Um, and I would probably keep Rodeo DS2. And I, I, I don't see how you can kick out To Pimp a Butterfly. Like okay. that album really is like close to a masterpiece the more mm-hmm. I listen to it. So uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, Rodeo DS2 and To Pimp a Butterfly. Um, before I go... I want to say, and and fucking Spotify, Apple Music, don't like if y'all ever see this shit, don't take my damn idea. But I feel like <laughs> those platforms, you should be able to look up a year and all songs from that year, projects from that year, should just pop up. Get this like, man a job. Get this man a job. You, you guys gotta hire him right now. Hire <laughs> this man right now. Oh my now. god. <laughs> Jeez, like imagine how easy that would be like dude that that that's such a good idea <laughs> and you can you can organize it by release date so you can see really what all dropped that year that is so yeah. smart that's that's a great idea but somebody um, better hire this man <laughs> <laughs> but um i want to say damn this is tough because i like um big sean but i uh like it's not too many projects that I would go back and listen to by him, but that Detroit one was that was fire. I remember experimental on that was like that was so smooth. But um, I'm going with the Kendrick one to pimp a butterfly for sure. Rodeo. Is there like a certain amount that we that we have to pick off? Three, only three. Only three. No, I yeah, I'm going with. It's Pimp a Butterfly, Rodeo, and um, damn. It's either between DS2 and if you're reading this, too, it's too late. I'm like the, pro, like, the produ, like the production and just songs on if you're reading this, it's too late was just was crazy for me, yeah. honestly. Honestly, uh, I'd probably have to go to Pimp a Butterfly, Rodeo, I'm trying to think. Because, like, the rest of the albums, it's, the rest of the albums I like, well, not all mm-hmm. of them, but, like, some of them I like, but none of them were, like, crazy. Like, I, like, I was, like, die if they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's where I get to. were hella solid ones. Yeah, yeah I probably have facts. to go. I like maybe, the Joey maybe, maybe maybe the Mac album. Good morning, I really did mm. like. That okay, that's um, a good take. But honestly, it's my third one's interchangeable. Like before the money, 
ASAP Rocky album. The Vince you gotta album. pick one. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is interchangeable. So I'm saying like, yeah, like I'm not yeah, tripping. But... I'm not tripping with the third one. So like, probably oh, okay. Good. I, I see what you're saying. Wait, that, man. is that the, the the um? That's the Rocky album with LSD on it, isn't it? Yes, that yeah. that's probably be- to, to me. That's probably right, you gonna pick it off that one song. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because it, it was it was some other it was like M's and it was some good songs. It was a, tough, on it. It was a great album. Facts. That is it a was good a, album. It, it was a good album, but the one before that was was crazy was, for him. What is the one on that? Is that Long Live ASAP or was that a different album? Just the name of it. I, I know which album that is, but no nah, the <laughs> facts. The names I don't even know. Oh yeah, Long Live. Oh, well, I, like I think the ASAP album like before that was like the one that damn near like yeah fashion killer and all that shit on it okay yeah, yeah, one, yeah. long live good. long live asap was the one before that one that one we're look- yeah. looking at is at long last asap yeah yep 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 long live asap was very good i don't know why he named his albums that like that man. right <laughs> I, i'm trying to I'm, I'm wondering why testing wasn't good but i mean shoot because the last Ooh. two were his first two were real good, but testing kind of a miss in my book. Really? I think he thought because he named it testing, he could just put whatever. <laughs> he said, Fuck I like some, it, it was some good songs on yeah, it, though, but it wasn't the, I good, the same project. <laughs> I couldn't get through that album at all. Um, I, I, I did not. It's weird because I liked it at first, but the more I listened mm-hmm. to it, the less I liked it. That's crazy. Oh, that, that, that I, I know that, that never happens with anything, yeah. it's always the other way around. <laughs> Well, you call, it, call it a gentleman sweep, anyway. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Before one That's funny as hell. But let me get my third real quick. And, you know, when I say this, I'm I'm just going to put it out there. You know, if it, not, if, if it already wasn't, you know, known to the viewers that um, I'm the least knowledgeable when it comes to, you know, this hip-hop stuff. Uh, so, for me... You're not gonna be mad, but I don't care. <laughs> Future not on there. Future not on there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I respect that. Kendrick not on my list, right? Like, um, oh. Matt Blueface not up here. What? It's gonna have to be Rodeo for me. Uh, a lot of these, like I only listen to about half of these as well, but Rodeo uh, for me. Uh, Dreams worth more than money, but by Meek. And then the ASAP album. I like the ASAP album. Yeah, you're not taking you're not taking Barter Six. I thought you would have taken yeah, Barter Six. Yeah, that's crazy because I thought he was gonna that, say that too. Facts. That's not even that's not even the best Thug album from that year. Yeah, I know, but oh, wait. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, did one season two come out that year? I don't, maybe I'm tripping. I don't I think thought it was. came out before that. Maybe before yeah. that. You probably it's probably so crazy because like, I was not listening to him like that back then. That's crazy. Did you go back and listen to him and appreciate it? Wait, uh, what? I have a little bit, and I, I've heard like it's not like I went out and like listened to it. Like I've heard songs on it, so I was like, "Oh, okay, I kind I remember it." Like right. I wasn't like going like looking like, "Oh, I can't wait for this album to drop and all this." Like, "Oh, I love this album." Like I've heard the songs and I liked them, but I just never I knew what project it came from and that type of thing. Apparently, Slime Season Two did come out in October thirty, like in twenty fifteen, but that doesn't add up to me, for some reason. Why? Wait, what? Just the release date, you mean? Yeah, because like I remember my junior year, being really, 
like early in my junior year liking it. Mm-hmm. And that's like my senior. That don't add up. It's been really must have had the early plug on it because I was definitely <laughs> yeah. that yeah. dating yeah. back to like 2014. Somebody leaked it. That's probably early what happened. 2015. That's probably what happened. You said that's what happened? Because I think you said Slime Season 2? Yeah. Yeah, Slime Season 2 was a mixtape. That's why. Yeah, it was leaked, but it's not on it's not on streaming services. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Was, I don't know. So, oh, so I, I'm confused on what you were talking about. Then. I don't know, man. All I know is that's my favorite album from Thug, or probably the album that got me into Thug anyway, and I like that one better than Barter For Six, sure, to man. be honest. I think we can all agree okay. that was the Barter Thug album. Um, I can't. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta be the one. Talking about this. Huh? I thought I thought we already talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you guys want to save it for another podcast where we can really delve into his discography, or we can do it right now. It's up to y'all. Um, but quickly, I think his best album. Okay, maybe not his best album, but my favorite album from him is Jeffrey, which is an unpopular opinion because damn near nobody has that as their favorite album from him. Um, but I really like the emotion that he put into his voice and the songs that he created on there. Yeah, there was definitely yeah, something. I fucked with that album. Um, I'm not mad at that, actually. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. All right, well, that's good. I thought y'all were going to kill me over that. Nah. Yeah, that was a good album. Yeah. I don't even consider myself like a... I mean, I, I do really fuck with Thug, but um, I'm not like a... I don't even know how to say it. Like, I'm not like a, a day one rocking with him for this long like I, I love his music today of course but i was so i was iffy on him for a while because i was a huge wayne fan and so it kind of at first when he first mm. came out it kind of rubbed me kind of weird like right. when he first came out the barter series yeah dang makes sense i never even knew that was a thing i never even knew wayne fans were mad at that it's i wasn't necessarily mad at that <laughs> But I was just mad at like his style and similarity. Like I couldn't really get into him, you know. Yeah, but it's the type. Of, it's the type of thing where if he gonna name it the barter, uh, I'm for sure it's a reason why you check it out. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Do y'all want to? Um. Oh, I'm not knowledgeable enough on that, Tondo. Uh, oh, what I just posted? Yeah, y'all, y'all can talk about it if you want to, that Twitter take. Um, or we can move into, we're coming up on an hour on the podcast. Um, we can move. I'm not in a rush, but. Not as, um, long, as, I, not as long as I thought I was. Yeah, honestly. I um, can't see. Yeah, 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 no. It's up to y'all. But should we do that? Are, how, how knowledgeable are you guys on Crit? Um... I'm not he's that prob- knowledgeable. I just have probably, certain songs. He's probably uh, definitely a sleeper uh, as far as like uh, not even just rapping wise, just making music, period. I feel like he definitely yeah. is sleeper. Yeah, yeah he's a legend and I didn't know for a while that he was as good as a producer that he is. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I was I was late too. I feel like Crit like he had the potential to be like Kendrick level status. I'm not really sure where the disconnect mm-hmm. was or like where he, I wouldn't say he fell off because I think he still makes good music, but he definitely, I don't know. Like he, there was a point, like I, I don't know if y'all remember Mount Olympus, that song, Mount Olympus. 
I think so. Like, yeah. Really staking his claim and like trying to, you know, kind of put his name up there with everybody, like the Coles, the Kendricks of the world. But I don't know. After that, he kind of like disappeared a little bit. But his his last album, not the most recent one, but um, I guess the album before that, that was like a double album. That album was tough, super tough. Uh, um, I think it could have put him back on the map, but again, I feel like he just he kind he missed the boat somewhere. I'm not really sure where, but yeah, I, I never know. I, I um my only experience with Crit was I was down in St. Mary's and I was driving around with my buddy Pruitt. Shout out Pruitt, and um he played me a big Crit song, and because he knows I'm like a music head, and uh, I was like, man, I, I was like, I've never heard this. Send me this. And he's like, you've never heard this? And I was like, nah. And then I was like, who's this by? He's like, Big Crit. And I think it was that Olympus song you were talking about. And he was like, I, I can't believe you've never listened to Big Crit. Um, and honestly, but before I looked it up, I thought he was a much, uh, like, an older rapper. Like, I, I thought he kind of did stuff in the 2000s. Um, and then looking at his discography, it's kind of weird to me that it's in the 2010s almost. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't delved into his discography, but I plan to do it on some point. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, last, like the, because I feel like I was introduced to him. Like I don't even remember if somebody introduced. I think I just heard it and I was like, "What is this? Like this is fire!" And it right. was like it was the um the Catalactica album, which was like a while ago, and that was like the I think twenty fourteen. Yeah, that was the last time I listened to him. So. For some reason, when I think of Big Crit, uh, I'm also thinking of like Max or Creed. Mm. <laughs> They're pretty They're different, aren't they? Very different. <laughs> very different. Hey, but I yeah. like Max O'Cream. I don't think Max O'Cream gets the recognition he deserves. I like Max um, too. He he has this he has this one tape I really like, and uh, like I, I I don't know I don't think Max O'Cream because I I pulled it up on Spotify right now. He only has a million monthly listeners, which. I don't know. I figured he'd have a few million, but um, I liked Punkin and I liked the Persona tape. Uh, I still haven't listened to Brandon Banks. Um, I feel like it might be a slight similarity in their maybe their voice and the way they talk, though. Mm-hmm. I would. I would like. Where's Crit from? I wasn't saying there was so know? much similarity. Chris from Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. Crit has like a really deep Southern draw. And like, Max was from Texas, right? Yeah, they, Texas. they both kind of like. Southern, yeah, yeah. I don't so maybe that's it. it. But I um, I think one thing with Crit though, y'all gotta check out. I don't know how you gonna find it now, cause Lord knows these mixtapes be getting removed like crazy now. But uh, he has a lot of good mixtapes. That's where probably some of his best work is his mixtapes. Okay. But yeah, he has some, like his album. I forgot what it's called. I think it's. I'm gonna have to look it up. But he has a album that's like a double album that's. Really, really, probably his probably his best project since mixtapes, in my opinion. His last okay. album wasn't like great, though. I will say it was it was good, but it wasn't great. Tondo, are you are you well versed on him? Yeah, I'm very well versed on him. I've been listening okay. to him. What, what what is your favorite album from him? <sighs> probably "Forever Is a Mighty Long Time," which is the double album I was saying. I just I just had to look okay. it up. Okay. It has a lot of songs. Seventeen good songs are really good, especially the first, like the first half of like the, the first eleven songs in the album are like amazing, and then the other eleven are solid. But like, yeah, like it's, yeah, that's probably my favorite. He has a lot of he has a lot of good songs like everywhere. He really could have easily been 
you know what it was? He had this album called Catalactica that that was, I think that was <laughs> like his, like I'm here album, but I don't think mm-hmm. it was the way like. Was yeah. Called. Now, now do you think, do you think that was on fault of him or do you think it just didn't reach the intended audience? Um, I think it didn't reach its intended audience because honestly, I think back then, and I don't know if y'all agree with this, but I feel like album, like a lot of artists were held to a little bit of a different standard. I feel like mm-hmm. now you could put out an album as long as it has at least 10 good songs out of like 16, like, mm. and it streams well, you're good. Yeah. Like, you're good. But like, if, but back then you kind of had to have like a really good album. Your, your, the blogs had to really mess with it because that was like the blog era. And yeah. you really had to just get that push. Oh, that's facts. People really analyze stuff more than they do now. Every now it's just really about streaming and about having like a couple of hits or TikTok yeah. songs, whatever you want. Yeah, man. It. A lot of these people are garbage. <laughs> I wasn't Honestly, say all that, they, they just yeah. stream. They just stream high because they got some hard eight oh eights in there. Like you know, right. one of these days we got to go in depth of like the transition between the blog era and the streaming era. Cause I feel like that transition was so like abrupt mm-hmm. low-key like because one day i feel like it was just people you know it was just like the you know the big three drake kendrick cole all that that was it and then you know you had some people over here but it wasn't they weren't like on the same level type stuff but like back then you couldn't see an artist like little baby reaching that height but now people will say oh, like yeah. oh little baby's like on that level which i don't think people is crazy to me mouth to say like back then I think, I think it was because, like, I want to say, like, 2013, like, once it started getting into the the teens, like, 2013, 2014, I feel like that's when it started to get really big for, um, of course, it was probably, it was pretty much big for, like, a while with certain other artists, but around that time, it started to get really big with albums having, um, like a whole huge concept, a story, mm. um, like a whole world for it. And I remember, because uh, I'm a huge uh, Donald Glover and like Childish Gambino fan, and I'm realizing that uh, because of the internet came out in 2013, and I remember watching an interview, and he was talking about that and how it's so big for um, albums to have like a, a major like concept and like story and have its own world for people to live in through like concerts and music videos and stuff like that because people want to they don't want to just listen to the music they want to be a part of that experience that world yeah that world they want to be at the concerts taking pictures with with the artists they want to be on stage they want to record all the whole concert like they want to be a part of that that world you know and I, it makes so much sense going back to even like albums that I was like that just blew my mind when I was younger, like uh, Kanye, like the whole series of that, like that was like a whole world, like there was a cartoon to go with it, you know. And like, are you the, talking about his graduation bear? Yeah, and like all yeah. that stuff, like that's that was a whole world for people to live in, you know. So. And now he's dropping stuff like nah nah nah. That's crazy. Oh my god! Um, man, yeah. But I, I um, 
That that is crazy, and that's crazy how he had that story because you were saying that kind of that kind of started in 2013, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with. I think a big part of music back in the 90s was to be able to have the story and to be able to at least tell a story in a song, mm-hmm. not necessarily a track run together. I, I'm not educated enough to say, uh, you know, state my opinion on that. But at, at the very least, I can say that's so crazy that Kanye's first three albums were that college series, the college dropout yeah. late registration and, and then graduation. Um, and then those three albums are all amazing. Um, now that I've listened to the college dropout. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's really cool. And I think um, you kind of hit the nail on the head with childish Gambino. I think now that he's not really making music, um, I, we kind of underappreciated his work. Well, y'all didn't maybe hear his I'm, last album? Maybe I'm alone in that. Um, but yeah, I heard that, but I didn't, I wasn't, eh. that wasn't like old Childish Gambino. Yeah, no, nah, um, there was only about one song. There's no, there's not even a name for it. <laughs> oh, the one with the, yeah. the date? Yeah, yeah 31520. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think, I, I've listened to like one song off of it. And, but I, I think um, his old stuff really, really was creative. Uh, and I mean, because the internet and camp and even Kawhi, yeah um, oh my god and yeah so and i i can't speak on awaken my love i think that got overshadowed by redbone oh, um, yeah. which kind of sucks yeah i almost oh, forgot yeah. <laughs> i don't even know but i almost forgot about how much i love that album because it don't it didn't feel like he made it like that's how Man. far he kind of like went off the reservation with that right bro like that, that that's in a good way though tondo you mean that no, in a, in good a way? great way that album yeah. to me that's a personal classic of mine yeah okay. that's because because of the internet is probably top five for me like that album is amazing to me but that album awaken my love like my yeah. favorite song is even Redbone on it it's terrified like that album is really good yeah man I gotta listen to that. I can't believe I never even listened to that. I, I really heard Redbone, and I got tired of Redbone, so I was like, Wait, I'm never gonna check this you out. Never listened to that album. I never listened to that album in full. Oh I've God. listened to everything else. I think. That's I true. respect. I respect that though, because like, I know for me, like when sudden, like, because Redbone got blown up, like in yeah, overplayed, way too far. overplayed, but and I feel like that can easily turn away people. Oh yeah, How sure. This song, this song almost has a billion views. It has eight hundred and thirty million views on Spotify, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so that that I, definitely got overplayed for me. And I was just like, I don't even want to check this album out. Like, I'm tired of this. Yeah, I will say though, even though I'm not huge on his most recent album, there is one song that I think y'all should check out because it's one of easily one of my favorite songs from him. Even though you know he has a lot of great songs. Oh damn. Okay. It's called obviously it's hard to tell because like the album was just it was promoted Numbers. so poorly. But yeah. um, twelve thirty-eight is the timestamp. Okay. I, I was gonna say <laughs> that. I, I do man. I do remember I do remember people talking about that album. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. But that that song, like you don't have to check out the rest of the album, but that song to me was that one song, of my favorite songs this year, easily, and probably one of my favorite songs from him. Okay. Yeah. Um it was cool. Do you, do you guys think that last album from Childish Gambino was just kind of a um, a statement? Because I think for a lot of artists in their career, they get to a point where there's almost like a, a hierarchy in music where um, at the bottom, you're kind of struggling to find your sound. Once you find the sound, there's a, an upper ring where you try to kind of get a little bit of you know clout that you can live off of. And then 
you want to start doing the top of the charts, you want to start really, really doing numbers on billboard and stuff like that. And I think once you fulfill all of that, a lot of artists have a desire, that top ring that most of them can never get to, which is to um, say, forget what everybody thinks about this work of art. I want to create a work of art. I want, I want to create something that I like, regardless of how it sells, regardless of how it streams. I want to, I want to do something real, real creative with it. And I don't remember that album too much, but, um, you know, he, he marketed it so poorly that I, I wonder if that's what he was going for. Um, so I don't know if any of you have thoughts on that. I have I a hot take about, oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I have a hot take about artists that get to that, like experimental phase. Yep. Um, I hate that fake deep shit, man. Like, and honestly, Kendrick is also, he does this a lot too. <laughs> You better watch but out. I'm tired of this like fake and mysterious, like I'm gonna be fake deep and you know, like follow my Instagram, delete everything. Like just bro, just release the music. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired, yeah. I'm tired of like all this like mysterious crap, bro. Like just drop the music. You're a great artist. I know you're creative, but you don't have to do all this extra shit around it. Just give me music. That's all I want. So honestly, when it comes to that, I feel like he didn't have to be that cryptic with it. Like, whether he wants to be creative. I mean, it was a creative album, but I feel like he could just be, just stop being weird, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Right. At the end I'm of the day, like, I'm just tired of that shit, man. And a lot of artists, Cole does this too sometimes. Like, a lot of big artists do it. But I think Cole is not even as bad with it as Kendrick or Childish Gambino, honestly. Um, I feel like... Or um, Cardi. Yeah. Well, Cardi's but, a whole different category. <laughs> I feel like with like it can be that way, but I feel like you like it depends on the artist and just like how they are as a person. Because like the people that you just listed, all those people have something in common. They don't. They're not a fan of social media, anyways. And if mm. they're that high of an artist, they don't have to use social media as a tool to push their stuff. So that's nice. It's yeah, like, I like that take. So I don't think they're like necessarily trying to be, you know, different and cool and stuff like that. I think they're really just doing it for the creative art, whatever they're actually going for. But um, I can't really say maybe like about this album, of course, because I didn't really pay any attention or look into it. But um. Yeah, I don't really know with this project. I think he, but like with what I said before, I think he probably was going for like this just being a more than just the album. It was like an an experience because right. with didn't he do with like with the Awaken My Love? I think he did like a whole tour that was um like I don't think people were allowed to even like bring their phones into the thing and it was like oh, he was like yeah like he was like dressing was up and stuff and he was like like it was like a whole experience like Man. regarding it. and it was like an app with it and everything so I think this well, what's album the point being, of the app if you can't bring your phone in it was called like four something I forgot it was something with a ph yeah like it was like pharaohs or something it, like yes, that yes pharaohs you're that's okay. exactly what it was yeah, so I think he just transformed this into like a complete, like maybe not even an album. Like it just ended up being here afterwards, just so people could replay it. Right. And I think this was like a whole experience. Like it, it reminds me of um, I don't know if you got like because 
I think you guys, some of you guys listened to Frank Ocean, but yes. he had a project that um endless. Like that, I don't know if that I guess can be considered an album, but it was really an experience. It was like a long live stream video. And it was just like okay. a playlist of songs. He's so, another nigga that pissing me off with that though. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and see, like he it, it could seem like he's being mysterious, but I feel like that's just him as a person. Yeah. Like he I, just I, I was... doesn't post and stuff like that. I, I was gonna say um, before you go, Tondo, and sorry to cut you off at the end there, Cam. But um, no, you I, I was gonna say a lot of these dudes. You have to remember that a lot of these dudes, in order to be creative enough to make music that we as regular people are talking about, you have to have an insane level of creativity, and your your brain almost has to be different in a way. So you know, we think they're quote unquote weird for it, but um, I, I think I think that's just how they are and who they are as people, like Cam said. Um, so I, I think that, you know, what we call quote unquote weird just comes with who they are as a person and how their brain works. Um, like, so that, that's my thought on it. Some people like, do it for fake, but go ahead, Ray. There's like creativity and then there's like venting, you know, and I, I don't know if there's anything else that, you know, you, I could think of, but I just felt like those two could be compared, you know, like as far as like when it comes to like making music. Right. Yeah. Where it comes and, from. You know? Yeah. And I remember around, um, I think it was like 2014 or 2013. I remember because um, Childish Gambino, he used to post more um, on his IG and stuff. And like, I remember he had like wrote just like what he was thinking, like what was on his mind and like a hotel on a notepad. And people started getting on him, like thinking he was suicidal, but he was just writing what was on his mind and I so that. yeah so i feel like experiences like that will like draw a person away from social media especially when they're like it's it's a big thing with like fans um feeling like art like they're they're um entitled to taking pictures or being a part of or the mm. inside of an artist's life and that's not the truth like they they feel like uh, you you signed up for this. You knew what you were getting into, but no, not really. You might have an idea right. of it, but you don't really know until you experience it. So they, they that's a good take. Niggas, they be making niggas go back to read newspapers and shit. It, yeah, and just disappearing. <laughs> which which that's totally cool. I think that's cool, you know, as well, just to do something that nobody else is doing, you know. So right. Mm-hmm. You know, one um, day I find, one day I hope to find myself in in a successful position where. I want to get off social media and just find out about Read the news. Um, I, I think I just gotta, um, man, that has to suck though. Being an artist, um, you know, and you understand that once you get to a point, you're going to have fans, but it, it gets to a point where some of these guys where you can't go out in public without being bothered. And I, I know some of them have almost gone crazy over it, but you just want to live a normal life again, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it leads to people wearing these, these crazy outfits and stuff like that mm-hmm. just so they can go out in public and not be recognized and not have people go up to them and say, hey, can I get an autograph? Hey, can I take a picture? You know, um, So that has to drive well, can you I, nuts. Can I, can I, I want to give a one last – well, it's not a tour to take. It's actually a sleeper that I want to get into that I feel like is kind of related to what we were talking about. Okay. Okay. All right. So like – you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot, I'm just gonna piggyback off of what Cam said and how, um, 
you know, like who they are as a person goes into it. And the I'm, I have I have two guys that I'm gonna name that are sleepers. They're going head to head against each other. I want you guys' opinions. And one of the guys I think only gets backlash because he grew as a character and mm. his character grew and therefore, you know, his his motives change, his, you know, desire to uh Can I take a to, guess? To impact other people, like to, like how he wanted to influence other people change. And um we're talking about, you know, uh, yeah, go ahead and take a guess, dog. Yeah. Uh, the, the only person I can think of that's doing it right now is uh, the whole NLE Choppa thing where he's, he's trying to transition to not rapping about violence. Is he? I'm... Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's dropping an album where he's not going to rap about violence, which is all he raps about. Just with that loud ass voice. <laughs> I, actually, I actually think it's going to be straight. I ain't even going to hold him. I ain't even is that him. who you were talking about, though, Ray, or no? No, okay. Is the person uh, alive that you were talking about? Yeah, the person alive. Okay, okay. Person is a lot. I feel like we're playing like a guessing game right we're now. Talking about Kanye? Yeah, 20 questions. <laughs> I was talking about Chance the Rapper. And oh, um, I, feel, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I, I'm, I'm going to give the take that I saw on Twitter. But I feel like him and Logic can kind of be paired into the same oh. thing. But Logic, but Logic doesn't really get as much like hate. Like, because, and, but it sucks because like, they both. He does, yeah, he gets I, yeah, hate. I, Niggas I got say, tired, though. Maybe he does. <laughs> he definitely does. Hey, I know that's right. Hey, that, that is probably, that's, I, I'm pretty sure that's, that's you know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to say I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. But, His hate started when, when Chance was about to take off, and now, like, Logic passed the corny torch to Chance. Oh, my God. Oh, Man. my God. But anyway, like, I feel like these, these, these rappers, you know, their whole, like, they're changed because, you know, they, because they got away from, you know, venting, they became more happy, you know, and as, and they, they found God, you know, et cetera. So this, this take is by Cryptic. Y'all might have seen him on Twitter. Um, yeah. He says, yes, sir. He says, man, mother freakers will say Nav is trash and then go listen to Chance the Rapper. So those are the two sleepers <laughs> that, I, that I think, you know, uh, we should wait, 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 wait. Uh, Chance and Logic or Chance and Nav? Nav's, Nav's a goat. Chance, so, Chance and Nav. Nav's a goat. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know who he's talking to, but I mean, um, Nav is certified. I don't like Nav. <laughs> I'm joking. His, I, his music, not as a person. I don't I'm hate, fine I don't with him as a person. He's a cool Nav. guy. I don't hate Nav, but I don't know. But, um, I have respect. I, I, I'm, before we even, I, I respect Nav as producer, heavy. Easy, for easy. Sure. Easy. Real producers know that. Sure. Sure. But, but yeah, go on. Damn, first it was Big Crit. He started as a producer. All these producers and all these rappers that are producers, I didn't know about. Man, yeah, he started as a producer. And a yeah. lot of the stuff he made was just production. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to start hopping on it. And that's why he kind of started out um, as like kind of like more amateurish, if that makes sense, because he didn't have the craft under his belt. He was trying to get into it. <clears throat> That makes sense to why you know he uses hella auto tune and actually looks like a producer. Yeah, yeah. His auto tune is not like a robot, but getting to a chance. So, what do y'all? Well, what was the take again? Oh no, you said uh, not okay. What do y'all think? Ray was saying they're they're sleepers. Um, I that 
Oh, that's that's tough. Like who's the who's uh, the bigger sleeper? You know what I'm saying? Because because I mean, this chance of sleepers. Like what is your what's your definition of sleeper? Because I don't think yeah. Either. I think they're. Are you saying like you think people are like underrating them because like of their recent work? Or, like what are you trying to say? That's what I got out of it. I don't know what other thing there'd be to be honest. It's so, yeah. tough because. I wouldn't consider Chance a sleeper because he's a huge artist today, even though I feel like he's slowly tarnishing that image. Yeah. But um, huh. I, I love younger Chance when he was first coming up. Of course, Acid Rap, um, 10 Day, that type of stuff. Like, I love that Chance. Like, that was, that was fire. Like, how do you Chance like his... when he was hanging around childish Gambino. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say, how do you guys like his features? Um, I he haven't even features. been listening not bad. to him. He has good features. Sorry to cut you off, Kim. I spoke over you. No, no, you're good. I haven't even been listening to him, honestly. I thought the feature that he did with uh Justin Bieber, he, he had a good feature on there, I think. I'm not checking that song. I didn't out. peep that. Yeah. I, I will. I will. I will check it out, but I didn't listen to I'm, it. I'm cool. I liked his. I liked his verse a lot on um, the Spillage Village album. Cool. Oh yeah, even that one. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. He's, he's still putting out good verses. He kind well. Yeah. Honestly, I've only heard like two, maybe three Chance verses. I liked the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. I did like my favorite uh, verse of his in a while was on Gucci pajamas with. Squab Dad 4000, because to me, that mm. sounded like old Chance. That sounded like coloring. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. Actually, no, it even sounded like acid rap Chance, which to me is obviously like the best Chance in most people's minds. Yeah. But I, there's a lot of, a lot of his recent features to me have been a little bit like, I don't know, it's just hard to listen to it sometimes. Well, that's but, what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the one he has with Justin Bieber is valid, though. I don't, I don't, yeah, and I heard a snippet of that. I'm, I believe you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but no are we mostly, are we mostly uh, is uh, is the general audience like more sleep oh not even general audience like also general audience but also like you know us personally like are we like are we more sleep on nav or more sleep nav. on chance um logic I, I would say i, I would say um <laughs> chance but actually i don't know because nav gets a lot of hate but he he's on the production that you like that have songs featuring Nav, if that makes sense. People yeah. would be like, man, this song would be crazy if Nav wasn't on it. It's like, bro, Nav made the beat. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's so, a subsection of Twitter that's really messing with Nav, though. Like, I've never seen I'm that. I've never been lie. I'm not going to lie. His SoundCloud days, like that, them songs, I really like. Like, myself um off his <laughs> first <laughs> project <laughs> um interlude like those songs i actually like it might be the production that carries but like because it's just so smooth and it almost has like a video game feel to it but like i don't know i, I just like those are like the songs you could almost just chill do your your homework to and like play video right. games and just have in the background Dude, like, i was i was i, I like checked it. out the I checked out the last Nav album. My homie was like, you know, one of them 20, <clears throat> 2018 kids, you know, which was, I'm not trying to act, you know, especially because I graduated one year, you know, before, but 
Hey, them kids built different. Hey, they like, <laughs> NBA young. Hey, NBA young. NBA young boy is like they go to. So I don't even know, yeah. but, dude. So, but he was just like, oh, the nap, the nap album is fire. So I listened to it. First of all, too many damn songs. Second of all, it all just it all blended in too much and just gave mm-hmm. me a headache, dude. Like mm, it just, yeah. but it just all sounds the same. Yeah, I, I um, like, I what does he do? That. What does he do well? What does he do well? Nothing really. Uh, he, oh my god, features. <laughs> Produces his production is a strong suit. Besides, 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 besides bringing, besides you know being the fucking uh, the D Wade of the team, being like, okay, I got the culture and the beat, <laughs> but I need I, Chris Wash. I need you, little baby. Uh, you know, <laughs> Young Thug, hey, That's Young Thug, uh, Young Thug, LeBron. I need you. Like, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, no, I, I kind of <laughs> like that. I, I like that comparison because really all these songs blown up with Nav are not blowing up because of Nav. And Nav has been the laughing stock of a lot of songs. Um, and now that I'm kind of thinking about it, um, I, you know, I'm not going to say well-deserved, but I'm not going to say it wasn't deserved. Um, <laughs> but, we'll just put the you production know, aside and talk about his actual... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like his verses okay, and awesome. stuff like that are... Um, yeah. if, we're, if we're just talking his like his rapping discography, uh, I think it all kind of sounds the same. I, I don't think he's ever done anything unique that somebody hasn't done before. And when you go to Chance, um, as much as I don't listen to him now, I didn't like uh, the coloring book, I think it was called, or the big day. I did like coloring book, chill. Um, but um, <laughs> he's very he's very creative and innovative, and he has his own sound that I understand why people like. Um, so I would say, that's why I would say Chance is more slept on. Did y'all hear that? All that hate. Did y'all hear that song with the uh, the Made in Tokyo song with Smino and Chance? Oh, I did like mm-hmm. that song. Man. I, I I'm not recent? gonna lie. I skipped over Chance's verse. I'm not gonna lie. Smino had the best verse though. Smino like said the song's over. Smino killed that. My my biggest Smino problem killed with that that. wasn't it wasn't even like. And here's probably my biggest problem with Chance now, and I think I've just outgrown Chance to a point. Mm-hmm. Is his cadence just sounds too much like just like it's like harsh nursery no like nursery rhyme like yeah i don't like the way he be projecting his voice like he just sounds like i don't even know how to explain it i describe it like i mean people, yeah. i feel like it's gotta it's gotta have a certain production behind it to fit it can't he, he just can't i feel like he he definitely has to have a, a certain type of production for it for it to make sense he can't just keep that type of flow and just be thinking it's going to carry on on features and other stuff that isn't like catered to that, if that makes sense. Yeah, he just, yeah. I don't know. The way he just comes across is just, like a perfect example is that song with, uh, I don't know if you ever heard that song he had with Lime B. Corday, but I just, ugh, man, that song. Oh, just, yeah, on the Corday album. Yeah. yeah. I just don't like the way he comes across it. I wasn't even a fan. I wasn't a fan of that song actually. But if he has really like chill production and his flow is like, I don't know how to describe it. Because another one that I remember hating was the one he had with on Herb's album, where like they're talking about like PTSD and stuff, and this man just comes in mm-hmm. sounding happy as hell, even though he's not talking about no happy. Stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! god. Yeah, I can't even listen oh to my that god. song. <laughs> Oh yeah, yo, Chance, yo, 
Yo, Chance did straight on it though. He it was alright, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing crazy, but I don't know it was right. that man talking about no sad. But no, he did he does like he does have he does tend to come on the beat just sounding like happy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, cause uh cause you originally brought up uh logic too. Logic and chance. Um logic gets a lot of hate, but he has two projects that I, I do I do like um the incredible true story, yeah, and under yep. under pressure. Oh, yeah. Incredible true I, story I agree spot on with is that. really good. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. He didn't yeah. do that to like until everybody and that suicide song. Which one? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> the hotline number. What do you have against that? <laughs> no, it wasn't about it wasn't about the content. I just don't like the way it's kind of similar to the chance that you get song. Like, yeah. Like how he how he popified that topic. And you know because no, it, it it really wasn't pop. It really it was, yeah. It, it was it was pop. <laughs> it was definitely Man, what? I I don't know. Maybe maybe I, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't have anything against this song. We gotta get the rhythm body here, man. So we, because we. Oh yeah, we. All right. One thing um, I was gonna add in real quick is that my thing with Logic is, and which I think a lot of people have a problem with, is the internal problem that he has with um being biracial and struggling with like um being himself. And realizing that that's okay, and not trying to fit in. Like I feel like he sometimes tries to sway and try and like be something that he's not. And mm. I don't know. Like he tries to make music that fits certain people and stuff like that. Like just do what you like, and it'll work out right. I feel like I mean, that's where it kind of messes up. I don't think he ever really had like a a identity to begin with i mean i liked his mixtapes but i felt mm-hmm. like he was always trying to be somebody else yeah yeah i don't think so yeah yeah because yeah. he he did have that problem for like a while like and it was pretty known yeah and he, he would I talk guess. about it in his songs but i think that's why once he tried to stray away from that on everybody like he just didn't sound good because he didn't really know who he was or like how he wanted to Set himself yeah. apart from everybody else. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Late, later for sure. The as as for the first two albums, I think he remained very true to himself, and I yeah. think yeah. I think that yeah. un, under pressure album, the deluxe album, under pressure deluxe, that is a great album, mm-hmm. um, and I really really like that album. And there's mm-hmm. not many parts on that album that I don't like. Um, yeah. And then he, even going back to Bobby Tarantino, um, that wasn't that yeah. bad. But I think yeah. that's when he started straying away. He yeah. Did. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think you guys are right. I thought you were talking about his older stuff at first. I well, like, I mean, no. I think because yeah. on his older stuff, like he was still trying to find himself, which is cool. It was still good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it was still good. Like once he strayed away from that and he was like, okay, let me just be me, I guess. Or mm-hmm. um, I guess like kind of try to find his own lane. He just couldn't really figure it out. Yeah. yeah. It, and it's ironic because he had his own lane. That like, yeah. yeah yeah that that yeah. first album really was like because I was thinking about it and um in, in terms of like somebody who makes music I, I go back to that album for reference because he can't necessarily sing but he had a lot of catchy hooks on that yeah and it was a great harmonized. album without having to have like technically a hook on every song or a normal hook on every song you mm-hmm. know a lot of stuff now is is people singing like something catchy on a hook but that album was great. 
And the the hooks were the most interesting to me because I can't sing. So I go back and study how he did the hooks and how he made it so, so good. So I really do think he had his own lane. Um, and then he, he kind of, uh, man, I, I don't know what the word is for it, but he tried to be somebody else, like you guys said, and it, it just like, man, I, I don't want to hear this. Yeah, there's just certain artists that I feel like I grew out of that they kind of tried to figure kind of stuff out, and Chance and Logic are textbook examples of that. And it's, it's a, you hate to see it. Yeah. I don't know if y'all ever saw that take where um, people were saying that, oh, I would kind of start with Joe Budden, but some other people picked it up, but they said that Chance was going to be damn near as big as Drake. No, it was I, remember, it was I, remember, I remember you saying that, yeah. Who said that when? Joe Budden a few years ago. It was like Man. right after Coloring Book. I don't know if it was right after Coloring Book, or it was a few months after Coloring Book, but like Chance was really, you were seeing it everywhere. And yeah, he was. He was, was it was also in, uh, probably a down year for Drake when Drake wasn't really like doing a lot. So yeah, I can see that. I mean, some people but were doing I can't. that take, but at the time it was somewhat feasible. As much as I don't really like Chance now, um, yeah, I don't. I don't hate that take. People will try to kill him for it, but there's certain people that just never like Chance, and they'll always just try to pretend like he was always trash. But I, I think, I think, um, he he really had the potential to butt into a kingpin of a niche lane, if that makes sense. But Drake, as far as talent goes, I think Drake's miles ahead. And I'm not a big Drake guy, but Drake's miles ahead of Chance when it comes to talent and like stuff Mm -hmm. he's done. Um, And so I think, and he's also versatile enough to really appeal to the mass audience and and stuff like that. Whereas Chance, I think he would just become really big in a niche lane. Um, Almost like, I'm kind of scared to compare him. um, But like, because I know they're not anything near each other, but I think kind of Ma- what Mac Miller did in his lane would have been what Chance did in his lane. And I know they're completely different artists. That's not what I'm saying, but kind of how he had that niche lane under his belt, if that makes sense. What do y'all think about that? Um, I don't necessarily agree. I mean, I think that the, like him comparing him to Drake was more of like a projection, just like with NBA players, that they show certain things okay. on they're like, okay, he might be as big as this. Like how people talk about Anthony Davis or how right. they talk about Anthony Davis like before well, he kind of reached it now. But um, no, I feel like Chance, I feel like it wasn't a crazy thing at the time. I think Chance could have appealed to the masses. I just think that he just really just dropped the ball with the big day. Um, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he'll ever get that momentum back. But I don't, I, I think he would have, I don't I don't really see the Mac Miller comparison to be honest yeah, well, and again, I wasn't comparing their art or like who they are as a person or their talent level even, but um, I was just saying what they did for their lane um, just because Mac kind of had his own lane and he kind of was the head of that lane. And I'm not a big Mac Miller fan. I'm not a big Mac Miller guy. I didn't listen to a bunch of his stuff, but um, I, I was just saying I could see um, that like Chance would have a niche audience. Yeah, so... Even though we were, even though we are doing sleepers right now, and we were like, and it was a Twitter take that was in like the sleeper section. Um, one thing I do want to say that you know I feel like we should discuss in the next pod is, um, and maybe I should have left this for them, but fuck it. Uh, was that uh, that discussion we had? Well, who would be the next like big three? 
you know, I feel like that was mm. really that, good that's something for the had. next. That's something for the next yeah, part. That, that, that was a really good discussion we had. But anyway, Write that down. Alex, you, Alex, you said you had some sleepers, man. Let's hear them. I do. Um, so I have three albums here that I've listened to. One of them's kind of not necessarily as new. Two of them are new. They dropped on the same day as Benny. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail with all of them. Um, I listened to the Black Thought album, and I think that's a real big sleeper. I think Black Thought, as an artist, is somebody that's really, really slept on in terms of his lyricism. Like I, I think, I think people put him up there, but I don't think, like to me, he's very, very creative with his pen. Um, and I have him as uh, one of my like top ten um, of all time with the pen, if I'm being honest. Um, and he dropped an album, and it was really good. And I think even he is branching out with it. And I think he's he had a, a song, um, well, he had multiple songs that were that were very catchy as well as um, very intricate with his pen um, and how he wrote it. So I think that was something that's going to be slept on. And for somebody that likes Griselda and more lyrical stuff, I think that's something you should look out to. Um, also, I think I listened to, this is really for anybody who likes production, um, but I had the argument that Alchemist is having a better year than Hit Boy, which I stand behind. Um, Alchemist dropped a tape, um, and uh, I forget I forget what it was called. It was called an Alchemist, a painter, and somebody else walk into a bar or something like that. Uh, but it was a short little, uh, just a few tracks, just a few minutes, um, and it was just some beats he put together. And one song had West Side Gun, uh, but as a whole, I think that tape was very, very good in, in forms of production, and I think somebody like Cam uh, could go and listen to that and, and find inspiration from that. Oh, so those are my two sleepers. Out. What kind of features did he have on the, the Alchemist have on his project? Or was it a collab on? It was just beats. It was just beats. Oh, dude, nice. Yeah, nice. so that that's strictly production. And again, one song had West Side Gun. Um, I forget the name of it. I'm going to find the name of the album just so I don't sound like a fool. A doctor, painter, and an alchemist walk into a bar. Um, and the song that he had with... Westside was called Stained Glass. My favorites off of it are The Beginning and the End, Rainforest, Rays of Light, and Risk. And the first three that I named are all back to back to back. So that's a solid listen on the album and how they like transition into one another. Um, so I think that's really good. And if you give me a second, I can also pull up um, the Black Thought album and the songs that I would recommend to listen to. Um, there was one really, really good one that just like, I was like, man, um, it was called Fuel. Um, featuring Portugal the Man and somebody else. I can't see it. Um, but I, I don't even know who that is, but that song was really good. I have over half the album saved. <laughs> um, State Prisoner, Good Morning, Magnificent. Um, we Could Be Good. Stake'em, featuring Schoolboy Q. That's also something people should look out to. Um, you guys might like that. Thought versus Everybody, that was him showing off his pen. Uh, Get Up Boys and Girls and, and Fuel was just a very creative song. So I think that's an album that's going to be slept on. But if you like that genre of rappers, that's something to look out to. I did try listening to Stakeham the other day. And did you like it? Yeah, it, uh, didn't, it doesn't sound like you liked it. No, nah, I did not like it at all. Man, I'm... I liked it. <sighs> Schoolboy is very hit or miss on features for me. Are you a Black Thought fan? Uh, I am, but I just prefer more production personally. So yeah. I don't, I'm probably not going to check that out. Which is also crazy. Let me just say, side note, it's crazy how good he is with the pen and how good he is on production. Well, his pen is crazy. There was a time where like I was listening to a lot of his features on like 
he had this one song called Imperial. Well, it's not his song, but it's like a static, static selecta song with yep. like features and stuff. So he killed that. Like it was Black Thought, Royce the Five Nine. I think Action Bronson, but yeah, he just destroyed them. Another one with Raekwon. Sorry, Raekwon the chef. <laughs> and uh, cue the flave. <laughs> Joy badass, and yeah, and Black Thought, but he just obliterated them. Marked it. Yep. Um, yeah. Nah. And same for uh, also uh, that song he has with Benny off of the plugs I met. Um, Crowns yeah, for Kings. That song is insane. Yeah, I don't think that song is yeah, insanely that. good. I like so Benny, but I don't think he's equipped to bench with Black Thought. Whoa. I think that song was crazy, especially with the beat. No, I'm sure it did. I actually go have to go back. I know I've heard it before, but yeah. Yeah, that, that song's crazy. I love that song. Um, and, and Benny's verse, uh, not to get sidetracked, but Benny's verse on that is insane. Uh, he said... Uh, before I knew an A&R, I was weighing hard back when Nicki Minaj was in a training bra. You play this game, you better play it hard. The judge will give you life, and later that day, he's going to be playing golf. I was like, man, oh, my God. That that hit me, and that that really stuck with me. Um, but, yeah, that, that song's insane. They both did their thing on that. Damn. That was tough. But, yeah, um, should we do should we do Song of the Day and wrap it up? Yeah, sure. All right. Does anybody yeah. have oh, anything? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Is it only one person doing uh sleepers? Uh, no, no, no. Not not if you guys have sleepers. I didn't want to cut it short. I have one that I was thinking okay. about. Um, by Saba, uh, the Care for Me album. I feel like that project is slept on, and that's a really good project. Like yeah. that. Like yeah, sleep on it's that not. Here, huh. <laughs> I said, no, we ain't sleep on that over here. Oh, no, no, no. I, I feel like anybody, as, as long as they're aware of who Saba is, they're not slept on. Like, they, they, didn't, they didn't sleep on it, but I feel like Saba just I'm all around is, is slept on it. Like, that's a really good project. I don't think it's one miss on that album. What like, mean, I listen uh, to that. I'm going to listen to that. Like, that's a really good project. Alex, what mean, uh, what? Sorry. No, I was gonna say what well, me and Tondo were talking about the other day, uh, Cam was uh <clears throat> I think Tondo was saying something about he has to let you know what the tape was, but we were just talking about, you know, how Sabu would sound on like a, a high tempoed uh song. Like if he could branch out and, you know, make something, you know, as good as those songs, but you mm-hmm. know, kinda the tangible. Oh sorry. Um yeah, Saba's one of my favorites and I'm gonna go back to him um, a little bit when we have that conversation about like next up type people because I think mm. not, yeah. not okay not there yet like commercially but mm-hmm. yeah, no, projection one. but yeah but talent wise he's definitely like yeah he low he low key disappointed me on the uh, Revenge of the Dreamers uh, album no I mean he only got one really. Verse. Really? I feel like he, he did really good on that one verse that he had. What what song was it off of, if anybody knows? It was wasn't it like the sac the last one? Sacrifice yeah. or whatever? Sacrifice. No. Oh, oh yeah, it was sacrifices, yeah. Yeah. Oh and um spin move. I don't know if you count that. That was off the deluxe. Oh. I thought spin move the whole spin move was trash to be honest. I, I like spin move. I I have that saved and I also have sacrifices saved. I like Spin Move, but I think it could should have been better with all the people featured on it. Dude, it should have been better, man. 
they really should have. I did like that. Honestly, that whole album is something we could all go into depth on based off how complex and intricate that album is. Man, it's a little sprinkle of everything on that album. Man, really? You're not kidding. That'll be a great segue as far as like some of the next up artists. I think a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. I I think we should do that for the next podcast. Yeah. Um, I think for for this one, because we've been doing this podcast um, for, shoot, an hour and 50 minutes, something like that, if my math isn't wrong. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, yeah this, sec- this second hour flew by. I don't know if you guys want to do Song of the Day and then wrap it up just to keep it under two hours. Um, what, well, I was gonna yeah. say, what I was going to say, Alex, is I feel like we should uh, uh, have, a, have, a link, have a link uh, have a link for the uh, viewer. Uh, give them like a song from each section that we talked about, like a song they can take away. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel example, you on that. That's like, a good idea. For example... For example, like the Benny Project, probably give him a song with Freddie Gibbs, uh, stuff like that, you know. Right. Just, yeah, just I was trying idea. to incorporate it. That, that's that's a good idea. Um, and I think I think for like song of the day, we can we can say it and then we can listen to it and then give our input on it. Um, if you guys want to do that real quick, and then I can just mute it out of the vod, um, and then the audience can listen to it if they want to that or what if we even made a playlist for like all the songs or stuff that like maybe was oh, like yeah. mentioned right Go episode that works too. by episode for playlists um yeah yeah okay. we get we can we can work that out when we get there though um we're no. still on you know episode one um but do, do you guys want to uh start wrapping it up um yeah. song of the day and then start wrapping it up and i'll let whoever wants to go on song of the day go ahead if anybody has anything that sticks out Swing and a miss. Sounds like crickets. Um, I get, I, I got, I get a, I, I get a backup song if y'all want it. Um, that I can play if nobody has anything. I have one song. All right, bet Tonda. Uh, King Alfred by IDK. King Alfred, you said? Yes. Okay. Um. All right. Speaking of speaking of next up. Yeah. Artist. All right. So for everybody in the audience, I'm going to cut this out, but we're going to listen to it and then give you guys our thoughts on it. Well, all right. That was a good song. Um, that was a good, that. That was a good call, Tonda. Appreciate it. I fucked I with that. What was the name of it, that artist? King Alfred and uh, IDK. I recommend pretty much all his albums, to be honest, starting from mm-hmm. Subtrap. Subtrap, yeah. great albums. Like, great albums. <laughs> Probably my favorite like, artist, hands down. I, I feel like, uh, man, I, I feel like for what it was, the song, and what it was was um, not that good for what it was. Wow. Um, oh, wow. I feel like I feel like Tough. he actually made it. He actually made it sound good though. Um, one of the verses he, I like the, I like when when the beat switched though. I like, mm-hmm. I really, I, because I wasn't really feeling the production, but. When the beat switched over, I felt like that beat was, you know, nice. And he was riding on it for a second. I didn't like what Yachty did on it. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. But for what it was, they made it sound good. But I didn't think it was good. Wait, that that wasn't Yachty, was it? That was Yachty. Oh, I'm bugging. I I was like, I was like, man, 
It's like this guy's yeah, versatile. Yeah. <laughs> no, it definitely, uh, definitely was Yachty. I probably yeah. wouldn't even thought it was Yachty if I, if I didn't see the music video because it's, right. it's pretty apparent it was Yachty. Yeah, they, they man, I, I didn't even know that. I really thought yeah, it was IDK man. the whole time. Dang. Yeah, um, I did not notice. But I, I think um I kinda like the production on it. Yeah, I liked it. If I'm being honest, that, it that reminded me of, is you know, something. Yeah, it reminded me of uh gave me a baby team vibe. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it did. <clears throat> I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a I had a baby Keem song queued up for song of the day. Ah oh, damn! I kind of ironically, yeah. <laughs> you said play it. Yeah, throw it on. All right. I love you, baby Keem. All right. Uh, for the artist, we'll be right back. It's called Monsters dot com by Baby Keem. Oh bet. I just want to add real quick that it's, it might seem like we just tried to be smooth and plug that in, but that just randomly just, that was a coincidence that I just randomly said that it, it seemed like a uh, baby King. Like I got the vibe from the last song before, and then he, he just had that all ready to go. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I apologize. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> That was that sounded like a that sounded like a trippy type beat, and then there was, it was kind of like a trippy type hook as well. Uh, I feel I, like I trippy. I feel like, I feel like if you would give trippy that hook and that beat, he would have slid way harder on it. To be honest, interesting. Shadow Cardo trippy at all? Yeah, Man, I, I don't. I don't hear that at all, Ray. No, not not one bit. Not at all. Maybe Cam to you. Not wait. So y'all don't see like not. So not only do y'all not see that hook, but not the beat either. Not either of it. Especially not the beat. No, I don't yeah, know. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, not. Maybe not so much the beat, but the hook for sure, man. Maybe. I feel like I feel maybe? like trippy. How is that a trip- maybe? Do y'all not I, I, see trippy saying that? No. She's a monster. Nah. Maybe, but not not with his voice. Like I, I yeah. the subject material, maybe, but his his voice because he he's known for like delaying those. Like you know, he he holds his notes for a really long time, and he, he kind of makes hooks out of that rather than saying, you know, Baby Keem kind of like I don't know, does it real yeah. quick if that makes sense. Uh, Every trippy song is like that. <laughs> but I, I was I was gonna say I feel like Trippy would really slide on that beat. Um, I. On True. if if Baby Keem had a like that hook uh, and you just gave Trippy a verse on that, I feel like he he would do his thing. Yeah, I could definitely see that. My only thing with yeah. Trippy and like features, and this is not necessarily a bad thing, um, but I feel yeah. like feature, uh, Trippy is very like domineering when he has like a feature. Like he'll take over the song, which isn't always a bad thing. But with artists that I really really like, I don't necessarily want that. Kind of like Beyonce did on that Megan Thee Stallion joint. Uh, I mean, she's Beyonce, so. I'm yeah, not gonna that's what everybody was saying. They were like, not listen to that. They were like, they were like, oh yeah, that's Beyonce. So you know, she could do it. Like, fuck you guys. I'm like, damn, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I that's can't how Beyonce fans are. Yeah, that is how their fans are. The Beehive. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Probably not gonna hear that, but yeah. <laughs> um. Well, all right, well, y'all. 
if my math is right, I think that's about two hours. Um, so, shoot, it, it went quick. I, I don't know if uh, you guys want to wrap it up or if you have anything else we should talk about. I think we did. Yeah. Um, right? Blue face fan club. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We out. Yeah.